0: This is Revisiting Haven. Hello, Havenites. This is Amy J. And with me today is Amy S. Say hi, Amy. Hi there. Today we are going to be talking about and revisiting Spiral, the season one finale. Yeah. I don't know if you heard that. Amy is quite excited. (laughs) It's a good episode. It's one of her favorites. Uh, But before we get into that, let's... Check in with some Haven news that may have you may have missed recently. Uh, Amy, why don't you share some of that?
1: Okay. Or just news to celebrate, even if we've already heard it, right? Yeah, absolutely. Uh-huh. Well, we found out that Emily Rose is going to be in a few episodes of uh, Season 2 for Graceland. It's a show on USA Network, I'm exciting sure. exciting news. I yeah. love Graceland. It's um, coming back, like I said, just for its uh, second season. So that's so cool. It's going to air in the summer. We don't know... Exactly, what episode she's going to be in? She just has a recurring role, and she's based in DC. She's Mike's boss, uh, still with the FBI. I'm sure a lot of us saw Emily's tweet; it was very cute about her, the FBI liking her.
0: <laughs> it's exciting, actually, because if you think about it, we get Emily Rose for for Graceland in the summer, and then in the fall we get her for Haven. So it's kind of like continual yeah. ha- Emily.
1: I know. I'm really excited to see her in this different role and have her on our screens, like you just said, in something different.
0: Yes. I- I'm just happy they'll be getting back on the screen.
1: Awesome. And then we also found out that Lucas Bryant is a shooting a movie in Finland and Sweden right now. It's called The Girl King. Um, he's got a role in that, and that movie will be out in 2015. Um, he plays Johan Oxterna. I know I'm not pronouncing that properly. Um so that should be a good movie. He plays the role of, um, kind of the suitor for the would be queen, but we've, who is Christina, but we find out she actually prefers women. Who do? So that movie is coming out in 2015,
0: 2015. And actually this weekend, some other Haven news. I saw Robocop today. Very good movie, by the way, um, okay. action movie, kind of a reboot does the old series. Well, um, and on the screen shows up a Havenite from the premiere episode, Comrade, shows up, Patrick Garrow, and he's in
1: this movie. How funny. It was the craziest thing, and I'm looking, and I'm like, man, Haven is just everywhere. It is. The Haven actors and the guest guest stars and whatnot, they show up in a lot of different uh, movies and TV shows. Yeah, absolutely.
0: So congratulations, Patrick Garrow. You've made the big screen. And not in a small role either. He had a he had a significant role in this movie. So, wow, kudos to him. If you nice. if you watch RoboCop, you'll see it. Oh, I'm sure you couldn't miss it if you're a Haven fan, right? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and uh, update on Comic Con. If you are trying to volunteer, and some people are just trying any way, which way they can get into Comic Con, volunteering is an opportunity that you have, and your choice or your ability to do that is actually going to be on February 19th at starting at 9 a.m. Pacific time. Okay. So 9 a.m. Pacific time. That's about nine, 10, 11, 12, 12 noon Eastern standard time, February 19th, which I correct me if I'm wrong. That's a Wednesday. Yes. That's this Wednesday. That is when online registration for vote volunteers is going to open so, And this is not guaranteeing that you'll be a volunteer, but it's, this is their interest list. So uh, make sure you have an ID, because they sent an email. I got this thing uh, on Valentine's Day.
1: So if you are chosen as a volunteer, that doesn't necessarily mean you'll be free to attend the panel or do other things. You kind of have to volunteer and work the job they assign you to.
0: Uh, you, you volunteer for a certain time. Uh, okay. there's, they assign you for a certain day and you have to work i think it's like 3 hours or something like that and then you get a pass for the rest of the day oh like you can be, be like there for the rest of the day without having to you know get a ticket or anything wow so good there answer. is there is that benefit you know and you don't have to pay you're volunteering and their way of giving back is allowing you to stay for the rest of the day that's not such a bad deal yeah so you could be there before your shift and after your shift which is pretty good so if you're trying to volunteer and you You should really sign up. You could always sign up and then, you know, try your tickets. And if you don't get tickets, at least
1: you're volunteering, you know? Yeah, that's a great option, Amy. I really wasn't aware of that. So thanks for sharing that. It's good to know.
0: So once again, uh, February 19th, 9 a.m. Pacific time, 12 noon Eastern Standard Time. Get on the list if you're trying to go to Comic-Con in any way, shape, or form. Okay? No. there you are. All right, so let's talk about Spiral. I rewatched this episode and I've seen it so many times, but this time when I revisited it, so many more things kind of hit me. Okay. Okay. Um, and one of those things, I mean, there, there's so many things happening in all of this, and especially now that we're heading into the fifth season, a lot of the, th- the things, when you look back, you're like,
1: what? Yeah, there's like all these layers and all these contexts that perhaps, you know, we didn't really know about the first uh, time we saw it. Right, exactly. And, and it puts
0: a new perspective um, on things like Vince and Max. Oh, what was that all about, man? You know, and I, I don't I don't want to necessarily jump to that, but um, it it's hard not to because this episode <laughs> was about Max Hansen. Yeah. And kind of opens up the door. To the tattoo right you know and so um yeah that was one of the things that kind of hit me
1: again yeah, because now we know vince is the leader of the guard
0: mm-hmm. yes so vince is the leader of the guard so okay let's just talk about that vince is the leader of the guard max has the tattoo which means he's a member of the guard
1: yes and but there were some differences between the two of them must have been enough that max tried to kill vince and didn't right. succeed right couldn't get it done
0: the last time right <laughs> so is that because he uh, and amy's going to be the the quote machine today probably i i expect I so if i even start please finish off my quote because i'm not going to get it right i don't
1: know i'm a little fried at the moment but i'll do my best <laughs> so did they fight over guard business you know, we never really found out. And, you know, when we first see Max with one of the teeth, he's interacting with uh, Dave and he says that he came to settle a score, right? Yeah. So something was going on between the brothers and Max Hansen. And, you know, as we know, Max ended up dead at the end of this episode. And we haven't found out yet what they all were talking about. And we may not. Exactly. And you know what,
0: it, it was interesting, as you re listen to the, the episode, um, now this one's a little bit more, um, it's not as obvious, so I don't know if you'll have this quote, but Max said something very profound, I thought, in the, in the beginning okay. to Audrey, and it goes, um, you leave a mark where you've been, but yeah. sometimes the tide washes it away, okay. but you just yeah. don't know until you come back.
1: Right. And I was like, that was actually very deep. Well, and that was kind of referring to Audrey, right? Because she was there before as Lucy in that exact same spot. He's also referring to himself coming back to Haven as he did. So you see what you just said, though, right? Yeah. Uh, It's as Lucy. So one would expect that Max knows that she was Lucy. Yeah, because um, the chief knew and Max was around during that time. Well, because the chief thought that Max killed the Colorado kid. Well, Max
0: was there. Lucy is there. Lucy's helping the chief. Colorado kid's dead. She's at the scene. You can't... I, I find it hard to believe that Max doesn't know what Lucy looks like. So, yeah. So let's say that Max knows what Lucy looks like. And then here he, she is in the same place. He sees her. He's like, oh, hi there. He comes uh-huh. over and
1: speaks to her. Yes. I don't know what we're if we're supposed to think that he... Saw her and knew her that she was Lucy, that she was another incarnation. I don't know. I mean, because you're right, we don't know how much he knew. But as a member of the guard who um, was in with Vince or had some type of dealings with Vince, you know, you might uh, surmise that he did know about Lucy because Vince p- knew Lucy. It's possible. And so it, it makes me wonder did he seek her out? I don't know. And, you know, and just to add another question to this, why did Max show up on Duke's boat? Right. He said that he came to get uh, John Draft sent him to get John's money that Duke owes John. But we never found out about that. Never really got an answer on that either.
0: And that and that may have just been, hey, I need money. Let me go to Duke. But then again, it may not have been just money
1: because, you know, yeah, I don't. I don't know if that's a mystery that uh, will come back uh, and be explained or if it was just, you know. And that's the thing
0: with, with, with um, the writers. They do an amazing job of putting these questions out there. And the thing is
1: you don't know which ones are important and which ones are just irrelevant. Yes, I was just I was going to say exactly that. We don't know what's relevant all the time. Yeah. We no idea.
0: There's, there's going to be mysteries that we will never get an answer to. And there are going to be mysteries that we definitely need an answer to
1: <laughs> well there we go then haven maybe will indeed last 10 seasons
0: <laughs> i need some answers for some specific things and, and mind you uh why max Hansen was trying to get money from duke is not one of them okay gotcha but I, there are I, I, others point yeah so what else stood, stood out to you
1: Uh, Well, I think there was a lot about Audrey's uh, friendship with Duke in this episode and how we kind of saw, you know, maybe he kind of was, I can't think of the right word, pining for her, hoping for something with her. You know, Duke was a little upset that she had to uh, tell Nathan about his trouble, that Max was troubled and couldn't feel. Um, And. Duke, excuse me, Duke was a little upset that Audrey wouldn't tell him what was bothering her. She had to tell Nathan first. Um, And Duke runs to Audrey right away when he, right after Max leaves. He's like, the guy with the tattoo, he came to see me, he's going to kill me. I need to see Audrey. (laughs) I'm I'm just going to go out and say, I love this episode
0: for the interactions between everyone. Yeah, there was so much going on. I mean, if you saw, you remember that scene when um, Nuke, oh, Nuke, Nathan, Nathan, and Audrey go to Duke and kind of say, "Hey, I heard you spoke with Mac, Max Hansen,
1: uh-huh.
0: right?" And he's like, yeah. "You know what? Normally, I would give you a hard time, but yeah, yeah. I was scared."
1: I loved that interaction. Oh, that that whole scene was great. He goes, "Nathan, why am I pl- playing Jed Clampett with a shotgun?" <laughs> right. <laughs> Duke has some awesome lines in this episode. Yes, and and it's
0: throughout. It's not just with Nathan. It's with Audrey also. With you are such a buzzkill.
1: Yeah, I liked you better when you were locked up in your cupcake room. Right, and and it's
0: just that's kind of what captured me about this Uh season is that kind that scene. Okay, you know, not just it was all of them and Uh Nathan giving Duke a hard time and Nathan. Being monotone, uh, not monotone, <laughs> monosyllabic, yes, as he is, you know, and I just yes. I love that about them. And even like you said, Duke and Audrey's interactions and how they talk to each other, and you know, she was there for him. Uh huh. He tried to be there for her. Right. You know, and it and it
1: wasn't for the lack of effort. She just felt that she needed to talk to Nathan first. Right, because they were partners. But there was a lot of you know trust being shown between. Na- excuse me between audrey and duke in this episode i thought and of course between audrey and nathan there was mm-hmm. a lot of it as well um yeah there's just a lot of we learned a lot about our characters i thought and the one character and and
0: it took four seasons for okay. this question to just evolve Uh huh. and that question is why does julia have a disappearing
1: tattoo yeah, we didn't, uh, we didn't know about that during Spiral. We didn't learn about it when Spiral concluded. Right, it just kind of
0: showed up and disappeared. And that was when we didn't know really too much about this tattoo. Then we learned right. more about the tattoo over second season, and mm-hmm. third season. And it just right. seems like
1: everybody has a inked-on tattoo. Right. And Duke was always like, you know, whoever has the tattoo is going to kill me. So that was one of his fears and one of his uh, driving forces through a lot of these episodes was, you know, who's got the tattoo? Who's out to kill me? I got to protect myself. Yeah. Yeah. And, And all through second season, all through the
0: third season. Right. And then the reveal in the third season that Vince has a disappearing tattoo. Right. Right. Because he used that knowledge of having seen the tattoo disappear before in the finale of season
1: four. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And what does Vince say? Well, his tattoo, he says it's a birthmark. And that it's
0: goes to the first born of his family. Right, right. So Vince has it. Right. We we know Dave doesn't have it because
1: he's adopted. Right. But Julia has it. And hers disappears, so was she was the firstborn of that family. And, but we know the legacy, a little bit of Julia's family. I mean, she took Duke to the graveyard where her grandfather was buried, who had the tattoo, and then they found all those other uh, headstones with uh, the tattoo uh, on the headstone, indicating those folks had the tattoo or were members of the guard as well. Uh, so. So,
0: so here's my, my theory, and, and it's wild. It's crazy. Okay. Julia's related to Vince... Is Julia Vince's daughter? Does that make Eleanor the wife that left
1: Vince? Wow. You're thinking a little too much for me right now. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. I I revisit. It just kind of hit me. It kind of, I can kind of see how you put those, connected those dots. Yeah. It's a good question. When he said that,
0: I've always been bothered by the fact that Julia's tattoo
1: is the only one that I've seen
0: that disappeared. Right. And, reappeared. and then Vince did it. And I was like, wow, these two people, what makes them so special? Right. And then he explains this whole firstborn thing. And I'm like, wait, so when is did Eleanor have an affair with Vince?
1: Were they married? Does- or, or is it just, you know, the firstborn into a troubled family, the tattoo behaves like this, or it's a birthmark that you have. The other folks have to get it as a tattoo, but the firstborn does always have it as a birthmark. It could just be as simple as that.
0: It's a question that I would love to have answered, Haven Writers. Let's put that in there. I mean, you gave us a little bit more of the tattoo and and the disappearing
1: thing. Thank you. You know one thing about the tattoo that's always bothered me, and I don't mean to get off the Spiral so much. um, In Ball and Chain, when Audrey and Nathan go to the guy in the tattoo parlor, and he said said that he made that tattoo or he created it, Mm -hmm. well, that obviously is not true. Or are we just supposed to believe that he was kind of a shady guy? He's in a tattoo parlor. We can't really believe everything he says.
0: I'm wondering if... I'm wondering two things. One, is he a member of the guard that just said that to throw everyone off?
1: That's true. They do kind of lie. They kind of keep it secret. Right. Or maybe he wants to make it seem like he's the original artist. Yes, it could just be something along those lines. But yeah. I'm not so sure we're going to get an answer to that one. Darn you, Haven writers! Because I honestly thought he was the
0: original tattoo person for the longest time. <laughs> because of that, so yes, yeah. you threw me off, Haven writers, with that.
1: Yeah, that had me a little, uh, a little on the wrong path as well for a while there. I mean, but that's what that's what ends up
0: happening. I mean, if we if we look at this right um, at Spiral, it's interesting that. You, did you remember when, um, Max, who did Max talk to? I forget who he was talking to. And he said he had to go to church. Was it Vince? Yeah, it was Dave, I think. No, he's, he talked to Dave first. I think it might have been Vince. Okay. And he t- said, I have to go, I have to get to church. Yeah, it was Vince, because the, the last thing he says is, and Vince, next time I see you, I'm going to kill you. Right. Um, why did
1: he go to church? Was he in with the Rev? But the, the Rev did not like the troubled people. Max Hansen was troubled. I don't know. That's a good question. Right. so then why church? Or that could have just been uh, a saying, you know, kind of a little bit of humor from the writers. Of course, we know he's not going to church. We. This is the last place we'd see this guy. You know, maybe it was just a little funny line they put in there.
0: It's possible. It's possible. It's, it's interesting because... That's, that's the thing you don't know. It's these kinds of questions. Like, wh- why is Max Hansen going to church? <laughs> is, he, is he trying to confess his sins or something? Did he
1: know something we didn't know? Um, well, we know the chief tried going to church to deal with all of his issues and all of, uh, you know, the emotion, emotional stress that hit him and would cause the cracks. Remember, he said he tried going to church. He tried smoking. He tried drinking. Yeah. He tried everything. Yeah. Uh, and so- you know what? Actually, the chief not telling...
0: Nathan anything about this right keeping it to himself once again another example haven of how secrets do not help anybody (laughs) because you kept it all to yourself you took it to your grave
1: and now we're four seasons in with so much mystery right right I mean there was so much the chief and Nathan and the chief had that discussion in um, episode was it 411 um, or 412 no, four eleven. On when um, Audrey's on the boat, and Nathan and the Chief are back at the uh, police station, and they kind of have that discussion. You know, Nathan saying, "You never tell me anything." So oh, the
0: trial of Audrey Parker.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So they kind of had that uh, heart-to-heart talk throughout a couple of scenes in that particular episode, and yeah, we learned that he never told him anything. And so, in Spiral, when he finally, Nathan finally finds out that Max is his real father doesn't Nathan say can't say I'm surprised you never tell me anything
0: you know and and let's let's talk about the chief for a second and the things he was saying right he was trying to hold Haven together
1: yes he was standing on the edge yep and that it was Nathan's time yes and he was sorry he was hard on Nathan but he had to be hard on him to make him stronger because and he kept on alluding to uh, the fact that he, was, he wasn't going to be around forever. I mean, he even said that, like, in fur when he was uh, with uh, Audrey in the woods and, um, you know, said something like, who do you think is going to have to deal with all this when I'm gone? And he points to Nathan, you know. Um, so there's a lot of hints that the chief had dropped about him not being around and what's going to happen. And so my
0: curiosity, and, and you're right, because of all that, is it because the chief wanted Nathan to be the next chief and was going to be dealing with all this, or did he have, cause he was in with, with agent Howard, right? We saw that he and agent Howard talked, they had had conversations. They, they had collaborated with each other. Right. So was it because he wanted Nathan to be the next chief who could handle the troubles or
1: is there something bigger for Nathan? Right. That's true too, because, um, we don't really know how much, much about the chief and Lucy is, was the chief kind of setting up Nathan to take the role of, so it would be Nathan and Audrey was the chief and Lucy. And now it's Nathan and Audrey could be. Yeah. And so like, was he prepping Nathan to be that, you know, his
0: version to Lucy?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Very, very much so. And we know like in that, you know, sins of the fathers, he's the chief says to Nathan, you have to keep her safe. She's too important to this town. You have to keep her alive. Um, so there's definitely a lot going on there. Definitely. It was just, it, it, it's interesting, um,
0: how he mentions that. And then all of a sudden you're like, wait, what's going on? Cause initially, you know, the first season was a very much, uh, trouble of the day kind of episode, trouble of the episode kind yeah, of season. Of the
1: week episode. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, and that changed in season two. Mm-hmm. You know, we had a over our over um arcing, we had a overall season arc. Thank you, right. uh, with the rev. Oh yeah, right. And so things started evolving, and it's interesting because everything's so planned. So do you are you slowly bringing us about the troubles with a, a trouble of the episode trouble of the week episode, and now we're going to arcs. We're looking at the rev and people's relation to the troubles season. Right. Three is more about the barn in the Colorado Kid, and the and Colorado it. Kid. If you if you summarize it, and season four is about Audrey.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I remember that. I remember hearing that um, Sam Ernst and Jim Dunn, the creators of Haven, initially wrote this as like like just ten episodes. Everything revealed itself over ten episodes. <laughs> I would love to see those scripts or find out, you know, how fast everything moved in those instances. I'm like, how did that happen? That is something that's always kind of intrigued me. I would love to see how how they had planned to tell the whole story in like 10 episodes. Absolutely. Because I'm like,
0: did you, how did that
1: work? Yeah, anything like uh, one season or five episodes or 10 episodes, I'm... Like I said, my memory is a little sh- fried at the moment. It's on one of the DVD commentaries, I want to say, and I did not get a chance to revisit all those, um, or I have not revisited those commentaries in quite some time. So, um, yeah, but they made some a comment to that effect. So, it's it's, it's still- interesting how they're they're playing it out now over all these seasons, you
0: know? Well, they've definitely had a plan. I mean, we've heard from them, and we've heard from the writers say, you know, we have an we have an arc. Yes. Some things got moved up sooner than they were planned for, but it was planned.
1: And yeah. so um, I love seeing how these things are unfolding. So we know that, um, you know, the very last scene of Spiral, when Audrey Parker, too, or faux Audrey, or the real Audrey, whatever you want to call her, we know that was all planned. They knew exactly what they were doing, but they didn't tell our cast about that. Um, as we know, Emily Rose was upset. She thought she was being replaced when she initially read that script. And who wouldn't, honestly? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I would I would have been worried for her. Yeah, yeah. And, but and it's like we see so much, going back exactly to spider we see so much of what our characters were dealing with. Um, you know, Audrey was kind of in a bad place herself because she had just found out in their previous episode that she's Lucy. Remember, she found the scar on the yes, bottom of yes. her foot. So she's kind of dealing with that and, you know, wants to tell Nathan, but doesn't tell him right away. And she's kind of a mess because of that whole thing that she's dealing with. Mm -hmm. And she takes on trying to help Duke in that episode. Um, You know, Nathan's going through a lot because he finds out it's the chief who's been causing all the cracks. He and Audrey come to that conclusion. Then we learn about the chief and, man, did he look haggard in this episode or what? (laughs) Oh, he played Haggard very well. I don't know. They made him look so disheveled and so stressed. And that scene in The Haven Herald when he's smoking. I mean, he did a great job in this episode.
0: I mean, you go from the beginning where he was having breakfast or dinner or whatever he was eating. um, Yeah. And he was put together to the end
1: where he's trying to hold himself together. So he was literally, as we know, he literally fell apart. He crumbled. And I I like the... um, you know, the parallel, how he, him, he looked disheveled and he looked like he was falling apart.
0: Yeah. yeah. I thought that was a great way that they had played that. And as yeah. a side note, um, when you were mentioning the scar on the foot, the music that played in that, um, it's stuck in a glass elevator by Myriad. Okay. Beautiful music, beautiful yeah, music. Yeah. And, um, once again, kudos to the Haven music team for, for, you guys need to have a CD
1: songs from Haven or something. Well, yeah, and even the stuff that's not original by Sean Pierce and Amy. I know you're very know um, yeah. about all this. You know, even the stuff that's just, you know, um, a normal song with lyrics that's just like a pop song or whatnot. They somehow just find these lyrics that and and the the mood of the music that just matches the uh, the scene so well. Yes,
0: yeah, they do a fantastic job. And that song, uh, just as I was rewatching it, really it. You know it's a great song when you can hear it again and you're like, Wow. Yeah. You know, plus there are some songs that I just associate now with, with Haven and we'll never lose that association.
1: Yeah, I have that one. Um um in Love Machine, the Elton John song at the end. Yes. And you can tell every isn't that Annie's song? Is that the title of that? Yeah. Um, I, I can't hear that song without thinking about uh, Haven. <laughs> There, there are tons of episodes with that the Melissa
0: Etheridge song um, in shoot when they're in the woods the Wendigo uh, okay who went where Wendigo yes in that episode the the end song which is Melissa Etheridge I will never I will always associate it okay. with Haven now so there, yeah. there are plenty of songs with that and I would love for Haven to put out E1 somebody tell them let them know they would do fantastic with a songs from soundtrack.
1: Okay, not just the original movie, but these other songs. Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, yeah, because they already have the the original songs and score, which you all should pick up on Amazon or iTunes uh, by Sean Pierce, who hopefully they they are supposed to be doing a second volume of that. Okay. Uh, but this this entirely different songs from kind of like when you watch a movie and they have uh, soundtracks put together. Uh-huh.
1: This yeah. is it and you know Sweet Talk Radio would be like all yeah. over that. And actually that Elton John song is called Your Song. I knew I knew I said it wrong. It's called Your Song. But you knew it was Elton John. Oh yeah, everybody knows. I mean, you know.
0: <laughs> most people know, not everybody, but most people, yes. <laughs> yeah, so this was this was a great episode. Um one of my favorite episodes. The the reason I loved this episode, I will confess, um is for for the the Nathan Audrey moments, but mostly for the ending because I, I didn't see that coming.
1: You well, know, I, you I, just mentioned it, but well, like okay, so like when I mean, and your heart just kind of had to break for Nathan. Is they're on the beach. His dad is dying. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's just found out that Max is his real father. He, uh, he's just determined that. The chief has been causing all these cracks, but there Nathan is and he's, his heart is breaking and he, he's forgetting all that. He wants his father. He doesn't want him to die. Um, yeah, that was a very moving scene. And, um, you know what we didn't touch on was when Audrey calls the teagues in to help pick up the pieces of the chief from the, yeah, yeah. you know, that conversation, you know, you should have told her and. Uh, you know, when Audrey asked the Teagues, you know, the chief said, some people aren't so happy I'm back. Do you know what he meant? And the Teagues say, no, I guess we'll never know. I mean, right. What's going on with the Teagues? And now we're like, you all totally knew. Yeah. now Totally we knew. We filled in a lot of those blanks. So, you know, the scene with Nathan and Audrey on the beach where she's trying to console him after his father has died and you Know he doesn't want to hear it because he's disappointed. Well, disappointed is not strong enough of a word, he's mad at her. Yeah, that but was she, harsh. She that she that was
0: rough, scene the teeth. that was rough, but um, that it was one that was honest, yeah, as rough as it was, it was honest. And that yeah, scene rough. with um, Julia and Duke, uh huh, also rough, but honest, yeah, very raw, very honest, very uh, just. Black and white,
1: right? Truth, you know, yeah. And when
0: Duke goes to his little hidden corner and writes her name, oh, on and, the and one, I yeah. was like, "Wait, is that a hit list or? Uh, but what what is this list? Because he he lists Colorado Kid, Max Hansen, Audrey Parker, Julia Carr.
1: Mm-hmm. He doesn't have Nathan's name on there. So yeah. what what is this list? I yeah, I'm not really sure exactly what that was all about, but he was trying to figure out who he needed to be aware of that might be killing him, right? Maybe. Or what, what they knew, you know? Yeah, so it's, it's interesting. We, and there's well, always well, things to learn. Yeah, and we, we were talking earlier how, um, you know, Duke was afraid of someone with the tattoo killing him. You know, that's how season uh, two ends. You know, Nathan has the tattoo, and we find out it's because he might need to kill Duke to protect Audrey because someone with the tattoo was going to kill Duke. Mm-hmm. That was another thing I wanted to touch on briefly. But back to Spiral... Um, yeah, the ep- the scene on the beach was very moving. And then when Nathan goes back to the police station and there's the rev.
0: Very ominous. Oh my god. <laughs> it was a great foreshadowing of uh the upcoming season.
1: Mhm. There there was I mean, I didn't see that with the rev. I mean, I know we had heard the rev talk even in season 1 how he didn't like the troubled and, you know, your kind and you know, he didn't want Bobby from a Butterfly to live with him because Bobby was troubled. And but when there he is in the chief's office, you know, and we didn't even think anybody knew the chief was dead yet. But there's the Rev, and he's ready to take over.
0: Well, actually, you know what? That you make a very good point. How did the Rev know that the chief was dead because they hadn't announced it? Exactly. And. That's a really good question. The Teaks, did, I do don't—I have a hard time believing that the Teaks said anything. Because in season two, they try to talk to Nathan about what's the story going to be.
1: Right. So how did the Rev, the Rev know? Well, I think the Rev's men were kind of everywhere in the town. Like we found out in, um, who, what, where Wendigo. And also the Rev's men were there in, um... Uh, the one with where they, the boys go into the water, uh, the tides that bind, is that one? Uh, yes, is? yes, that is that one. Yeah, so we found out more in season two about the Rev and his, quote, men. You know, but maybe his men were around and they, they saw that scene or they heard something about it or, you know. Maybe. I mean, but you give a good point. How how did he know? I know. But that that scene also made your heartbreak for Nathan. You know, he's dealing with his dad who's just died and now the Rev's talking about him, how, you know, I'm going to take over the chief's job, or I'm going to point somebody who is, and you're damn Nathan, and you better leave this town. Yeah, you
0: better leave or get out. Yeah. Like, I yeah. don't want to. <laughs> I mean, that's not what he said, guys. But, but but you know.
1: But I did love, and I'm just going to say it, I did love, it. you know, Nathan and Audrey had just kind of had this fight on the beach. Nathan then goes to the police station. There's the rep. And the very next thing he does, he runs to Audrey. <laughs> it's true. It's true. I mean, because... You know. From the beginning, those two have seemed to have depended on each other. Yeah, and they do have that trust. And, you know, in law enforcement, you always trust your partner. You trust your partner with your, your life. You need to know your partner inside and out, if you will. Um, you need to know that they have your back and that they can save your life. And so I think that trust thing is somewhat natural of a uh you know crime fighting duo if you will (laughs) you
0: you know what's interesting is talking about the trust and everything and the fact that that is also when uh audrey realizes that nathan can feel her yes and i honestly expected her to be more upset i i will admit that was a little not i don't want to say maybe disappointed okay or i just had an expectation that she would be like I've just told you, you're the one person I can absolutely trust, and you hid this from me. Um, but maybe I, I'm just, I, that's what my gut reaction was afterwards. Okay. I'm like, well, you know what,
1: there's a lot more going on, and she was just going to kind of brush that off. But I thought I, she'd I, be I, upset. I was, I was really happy, well, I see your point, but I was happy that it was written such that Nathan totally just fessed up, and he didn't try to hide it from her anymore. Well, yes, no,
0: I, I agree in that sense.
1: Yeah. I, I
0: did enjoy the fact that, you know, there was no more secret in that sense, because I don't know how long you're going to drag that out. Right. Exactly. Otherwise. Yeah. I was just, I guess I expected more of a reaction from Audrey. Okay. But at the same time, she's been thrown uh, curve after curve after curve. Right. After a certain point, you're just going to watch it throat go by. She's like, All right.
1: Well, it's kind of funny. It's like they're both kind of dealing with who they are. And we know Audrey is definitely dealing with who she is. And she finds out she's Lucy in this, you know, last scene here um, when she's with Nathan. And Nathan's kind of, in a sense, dealing with his identity because his dad is gone. He's just found out his biological father was Max. He's gone. You know, now is Nathan's got this identity of being the the chief of police now. So he was kind of struggling with his place and his identity and his position. And as was Audrey, you know. Yes, and you know what? You, I'm, I'm glad you said that because I would love
0: season five to give a little bit more on Nathan's backstory. Absolutely, that would be awesome. I mean, we know yeah. we know a little bit more about Duke, mm-hmm. given that we we got some flashback of his father. We met his brother. You know, yeah. we, we learned about the Teagues. Mm-hmm. We're learning about Audrey all the time. Yeah. can we learn about Nathan? Because I saw a glimpse of his house. He sleeps on a couch. <laughs>
1: Um, can we get a little bit more? That's right. And I think we talked about this in one of our last podcasts or the one previous to that. You know, we did, but it can't be said enough. Yeah. If he really is Audrey's true love and, you know, what incarnation of whatever incarnation of Audrey, has she ever really had a true love or is it only Nathan? And, you know, there's so many things going on here and we don't know about his mother. Um, so right. And, and actually,
0: dead. in this episode, when the chief says in Spiral, how um, you essentially get the story, the idea that Max Hansen abused yeah,
1: Nathan and Nathan's mom. Yes. But that they the, were in a very bad situation. When the chief says uh, to Audrey the way he, meaning Max, the way he treated that little boy. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: yeah. So def, definitely so much in this episode, when you revisit these Haven episodes, which, you know, I can rewatch over and over and no problem. You just find out so much more.
1: Oh, um, absolutely.
0: Yeah. I, I think we did a great job of revisiting this one. Uh, I hope you guys also got something out of this. Um, maybe you saw the things we saw. Maybe you saw something new we missed. Let us know. Definitely. Comment, catch us on Twitter, whichever you like. Um, we'd love to hear from you. We're going to do this again not sure what the next episode will be we'll figure it out and then um you can catch us there otherwise um thought this was a great place to wrap it up definitely thanks thanks amy no problem you guys have a great night this is revisiting Haven.